When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up. Or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. Hello. I'm so glad you could join us. I hope you brought your blanket to hide under. The spooky crew is going to discuss things and events from other realms. Ghosts. Cryptids. Aliens. Be sure to hold your blanket extra tight as the boys take you deep into the fear scale, fear scale, fear scale. (laughs) Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another scary edition of Fearscape. Tantalizing. No, that was last week. This this week's not so tantalizing. This week it's a little more spooky. Spooky. Uh, this week we got a, uh, episode that, uh, cuts a little close to home, yep. uh, literally physically on the map. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Colbertson mansion in New Albany, Indiana, which is right across the river from us, uh, here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Colbertson mansion. Yep. From Mr. Colbertson. From, yeah. from <laughs> the Colbertsons, not the mansions. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the exactly. Colbertson people. Right. Uh, but we've got some really, really interesting spooky news as well as creepy catch up today. Yep. And so we're going to go ahead and jump. And in fact, uh, because we have a little bit more, we're going to jump right into creepy catch up first. So yeah. flipping the script on you. So why don't you go with your creepy catch up first? All right. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Y'all, it's creepy. All right, so uh, so I was at the Bardstown where we did yep. a ghost hunt yep. uh, last year. And uh, we had a great show. It was um, a dramatically improvised play. So we did a serious play. It was, like, emotional. It was all these different things. And uh, after we had cleaned everything up and we were leaving we got downstairs and i was like oh hey i realized i left my glasses and my notebook upstairs i said i'll be right back <laughs> so i go upstairs and i'm like "Ooh, I forgot how spooky it is up here by myself <laughs> you know like up in the theater and it's kind of dark just the light coming in and then i just i don't know i felt something right like uh like hair tingling felt something yeah. and i was like all right i'm out <laughs> 
and I didn't even shut the door behind me and I get to the steps and I feel something shove me as hard as they can in the right side of my shoulder. So, you know, the, the steps of the Bardstown go down to a landing and right. then it turns. It so it was right at that landing. Yep. I was just stepping on the steps and I fell and I had to grab the two handlebars, yeah, the, hand the handlebars, the handrails hand yeah. to catch myself. Like, it was like someone punched me in the shoulder, man. Like, it was crazy. And then I just felt like, because one of the things I realized we talked about, we sent that woman supposedly to the light, right? Right. But we never did anything Anything about the guy, right? And and that's what I felt was this anger. Like, this. Well, and you sent, we sent away his person he was tormenting. Right. And so I felt that, and that man, and man, it scared me, dude. I get downstairs, and everybody's laughing at me, and I'm like, I'm serious right now, man. So we're gonna we have to get back in there and do another investigation. Yeah, or at least I'm just gonna sneak in and just lo- lay some sage down, man. Because, <laughs> ooh, man, that I mean, I ain't been physically messed with like that in a long time. I guess since Whispers Estate when I got scratched, but like, man, that just I don't know. It scared me and it, it kind of threw me off because I was like, I could have like thrown my knee out. I could have sprained it. Oh, yeah. I mean, hell, I could have died. Right, if I had a fallen down. Fallen down and, you know, hurt your neck or something, yeah. So. It, it could have been bad. Yeah, I mean, and aside from that, just on the drive today to come over here to the studio, man, I kept thinking that I would see a car in my rearview mirror, like out of the corner of my yeah. eye, I look up, nothing. And this happened, like, a solid 15 times. Like, it, it wasn't like it was a one-time thing, yeah. you know, and I've driven that way before along the river. Was so. it a black Cadillac? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was injured cold. Um, but no, it's like, you know, and it, I guess because I was on the way here to talk about paranormal stuff that yeah. it made me kind of right. question it, <laughs> you know, especially because you and I have that story from back in the day where the lights popped on right. behind us in Shelbyville. So, I don't know. I just, I, I, I kept waiting to see a car especially because it's like almost five o'clock right, so that road should have been packed anyway but nothing yeah. nothing there was not any time was there anyone behind me each time that happened hmm. when there was a car behind me it didn't happen like it didn't catch the corner of my yeah, eye so not the i don't same. know weird well it's funny that like whenever you think you see something out of the corner of your eye and you um try to recreate it by like looking somewhere else but but like still kind of looking right. at the corner of your eye to see if you can still see it. Like it never happens. That Dude, I, like it's, I said something to you earlier. It's like Brad said, like every time you try to look for it, right. it ain't going to happen. It's like that whole thing where, you know, if, if you're looking for a job, you won't find one. Yeah, exactly. You don't need a job. That's when they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So is that your... Yeah, that's it. That's okay. it. I, you know, I would like to say it was uneventful, but I got punched in the shoulder. Yeah, so it, well, it was very eventful. It just wasn't numerous. Yeah. Still, though, that's that's pretty crazy. To, I mean, I. Um, so this week has been a flurry of activity. Um, you know, in our last show, we you know, I talked about how I'd never really uh, experienced a lot of things. Um and uh, it's funny because, you know, you said, you know, now that you're kind of opening your 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 paranormal eye, if you will, mm-hmm. you're going to start to notice it all over the place. And it and it is like it's like you said that. And then something here was like, oh, that's my cue. <laughs> <laughs> here come the game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it started off with um, on, uh, let's see, like uh, last week on like Thursday, I want to say, or Friday. I was in the kitchen, and I was uh, fixing um, 
lunch or something for for Layla. Or one of my, you know, one now of we're my in Kentucky, so you were fixing some fixings. Yeah, fixing some fixings. So one of my daughters and I was fixing something for her, and um, like I'm standing at my stove, and so you know that there's like that hallway in the ki- it's like a pass through in the kitchen yeah. that mm-hmm. goes from the living room through the kitchen into the dining room yeah. area. So standing there at my stove and I'm fixing stuff, and I see this shadow move past me on the left going like from the living room area through the dining room area and then like the stairs going down to the basements right there and they see the shadow like go past me and maybe a second later the cat comes running past me like he's like chasing <laughs> the shadow so then the cat goes and like runs down the stairs to the basement and he's sitting at the bottom of the basement he's going meow 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 like talking to mm-hmm. something right so then I go and I just kind of peek over the banister to see what he's doing, and he's staring at the top of the stairs, just meow, 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 you know. So, I'm, and I'm like standing close to the top of the stairs, like what's going on, mm-hmm. right? So, so that was one thing. Well, precursor, I want to say, you know, what is a week or two ago, I blessed your house, right? So, I mean, the the whole purpose was to get rid of only negative spirits we right. wanted to make sure that just in case any family members that have passed on and things like that so i know i do my job pretty well so what what did did that feel evil did it feel it didn't feel evil at all i mean it just it felt um playful honestly is what it felt like yeah and speaking of which the second i sat down uh here when you went to go get a drink of water your cat came right up and just rubbed his hand his head on my hand and he's very antisocial. so yeah. i thought that was very strange very cool, i've only though. been here yeah. a few minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um so then my uh, my daughters have this uh cat piano that's the best way to explain cat it. Piano? it it's a piano that looks like a big cat's face. It's made of cats. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the cat's smile is the keys mm, of the piano. Okay, it's a very, like, Cheshire cat. Type, yeah. And it's, it's like, it's orange, and um, you can make different sound. Like, you can make it sound like a piano, or you can make it sound like, you know, a cat. I was meow, about to say, meow, it needs meow, to be a cat. Okay. So, um, so, anyway, so we're uh, sitting. I'm trying to think well, the first time this happened. So, the, the first time it happened... I was sitting on the in the or I was in putting Lily to bed. This is my other daughter, and um, she uh, closed her door, and she had had kind of a rough night. We you know she went to bed throwing a little bit of a fit, and the cat piano was on the couch, and I just heard meow, like from the cat piano. Okay, yeah. So, like, I immediately look over to think is is our actual cat messing with the cat right. piano. You know, or something. There's nothing around. It's just sitting. Like what? Now you're gonna hear him harmonizing on the couch. <laughs> so yeah. <clears throat> so then that same day, or the, sorry, the next day, uh, get up um, again. Kind of a rough morning. My kids are kind of throwing fits and stuff. Don't want to get ready. They finally we get them off to school. I come back home. I am uh, sitting on the couch getting ready to, to log into work, and I eat these little um, uh, Cliff bars for breakfast. Mm-hmm. That's what I have for breakfast every day. And it, it makes a distinct, like the wrapping paper, the wrapping of it makes a distinct sound. So I'm right. like, it's sitting on the table next to me, and uh, I hear what sounds like, the, like you took your finger and you like pressed it down, like the, you pressed the wrapper <laughs> down. And I like look around, my cat's nowhere to be seen. Like he does, he's not messing with it. Oh man! I reach over, I'm like, I'm gonna test this. So I take my finger and I go, and like I push down, and it makes the exact same sound. 
when I press down on the wrapper. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then like later that night, uh, again, my, my kids are like really, you know, they're throwing a big fit and they're just crying and screaming and yelling at each other and stuff. And Kristen's like, it's my, you know, she's, so she's sitting on the couch and she's trying to hold uh, Lily to try to get her to calm down. <laughs> it's like she's trying to hold her own composure. <laughs> and so, and the cat piano is laying on the couch. So like in between us, like, so Kristen's sitting on mm-hmm. one side and we're, and me and Layla are on the other and the cat piano is laying right there and the cat piano starts purring. <laughs> Does it purr? Yes. It okay. Makes a, it, <laughs> no, so like, yeah. get out, get out now. We gotta go. <laughs> So it makes a purring noise as part of as part of the thing. So it starts purring, and then it starts playing meow 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 meow, like just random. Ooh man! Notes. For a second, it almost sounded like the hell your notes. <laughs> meow meow meow. So, um, so yeah. So now Kristen's freaking out because I've already told her about how the piano just randomly <laughs> noise, you know. So oh, I love it. So, I love it. <laughs> so. So like, well, let's turn this thing off. So we turn it off. Of course, Lily gets mad. She's like, no, turn it on, turn it off. So, <laughs> my friend was playing. <laughs> so, all right. Now the next day, so I don't know, like Saturday or Sunday or something here now. Um, Lily had the cat piano in her room and she was playing with it that day. So uh, she's it, like, no one's in the room. She goes in a room and I hear the cat piano start to play and I'm thinking, okay, she's playing with it. She brings it out, holding it in her arms. <laughs> it's playing. Like, it's just playing random notes. And, like, it's not like the note. Like you That's can't what I was about see, to ask. So you that, can't see so. the keys pressing. It's just playing random notes on the cat piano. Now, when's the last time you changed them batteries? I mean, it's been a little bit. So it, it so could, to play the skeptic, right? So it, it, could be the, it could be the best. And honestly, I looked it up. Like, I did a Google search for, like, the brand of it. Is it mm-hmm. You know, and asked, you know. Uh, does it do this when the batteries get low or something? And I couldn't find anything, but that doesn't mean that it's doesn't not, mean anything you know, it's right, not with it, electronics. But, but I so mean, electronics are things that, that ghosts love to, to play with. Manipulate. So. Yeah, exactly. So um, just wait. If you hear meow, 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 <laughs> run. It's <laughs> pan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's like probably the, the, just about it. So the only other thing that I got is. Uh, I got up to go to the to the restroom in my house the other day. That is scary. Yeah, I know. We're over forty now. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I went into the bathroom, I smelled my uh, granddad's um, cigarette smoke. Interesting. And so, of course, you nor Kristen smoke. So, no. uh, and to our knowledge, the people who lived here before us didn't smoke. Even then, you would yeah. have smelled it before right. then. Um, and, and obviously, honestly, if if it were the smell that was in the house. We would have probably become noseblind to it by now. Yeah. Um, so we, it, I wouldn't have noticed it, right? Yeah. And it, I, I've definitely never smelled any smoke. And it, and it's uh and he smoked a certain brand, brand. and That's it's and it's uh it was very much that kind of smell from that brand. And so, what I've kind of resolved is that uh, my granddaddy is coming to visit, which again would not be any type of mm-hmm. benevolence uh, spirit, and uh, and so actually I've gotten to where. Uh, most days I get up when I get up in the morning I talk to him. Good, yeah. When I, I'm he leaving, was a great guy, man. When I'm leaving I talk to him. When I uh, come home in the afternoon I talk to him. Yep. And you know since I've started doing that activities dropped off. Interesting. Yeah, I do the same thing with my grandmother. I've I've felt her around for a long time since she's passed. 
and I know it's her. There's a difference between the energy of her and my other grandmother. I can always tell when Grandma Carol's popped in, right? right? I can just, I know it. But my grandma, Phyllis, I feel her all the time, and I talk to her quite frequently. What? So. What's really interesting, and in, in, uh, <laughs> my my um, uh, analytical brain uh, stepped in a little bit, and, it, and I was like, you know, this this uh, this kind of flurry, even this activity and some of the stuff I was experiencing before, before I had you bless the house, it all started when I started watching Hellier. Um, so I don't know if that's just coincidence. Well, uh, I mean, it's... I can look back and I can say from the start of the show, you know, you've slowly been introduced to things, but they were things that were easily kind of wiped away for you. Yeah. Right? Whereas Hellier, the whole point of Hellier is to explain everything that they've seen and where it comes from and back yeah. it up and things like that. And your analytical brain couldn't argue with that. Right. Right? And so, and it started to kind of open your eyes to things that have happened in the past and things like that and recently. And then, like I've always said, once you see it, you can't stop. Yeah. Like, it's it's... You know, yeah. it's just one of those things. So, like I said, I think Hellier was the catalyst that that opened it. Like it was the the thing that needed it. Well, and and one of my um, one of my theories for Hellier is is that there are <clears throat> there are both extraterrestrials, ultra terrestrials, and dimensional beings. Like it's mm -hmm. all in play. It's not one or the other. You yeah. know, and so um, you know I've talked about before. I think how I think you know like. So spirit energy is dark energy, and so that's you know we we measure it in the environment, and so I'm <clears throat> like I'm almost so the back of my mind is is that the reason that if it is in fact my grandfather, the reason that he's here is to help me mm -hmm. process what I'm experiencing with Hellier. Mm -hmm. So because he's 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 able to understand or as an energy as an energy being yeah. he's able to interface or to cross realms or whatever you want absolutely to call it. you know and uh, i always believe that if if that is true they do cross realms and things like that that their understanding is now complete so if they had some religious background you know th that kind of goes away because they they are aware of what right. you know they may use that to comfort and to things right. like that but they now know the real deal whatever that may be even right. if it is their religious faith right so they're able to kind of uh absolutely help in that regards the way that they can <laughs> well like i was thinking about it this morning and I was thinking about residual haunts versus um, what's the other what's uh, intelligent intelligent. There you go. I kept wanting to say interactive, but <clears throat> I wonder if like you know. So when you're born into the physical world, you take it takes a long time to understand and deal mm -hmm. with the physical world, right? Yeah. So imagine that death is the birth into the corporeal world, and so it stands to the reason that you would take a long time to potentially yeah. grow and your corporeal self and understand how to involve or, or interact within that environment. Correct. And so uh, residual haunts are people who potentially have not yet learned how sure. to interact with their environment where intelligent haunts are people who have. They've reached that level of, of, of understanding. Yeah. Uh, you know, or like we said, it's an energy that replays itself or it is a spirit, a soul that is stuck reliving something over and over. And some, some theories out there say that that is what hell is. Hmm. It is them reliving something over and, and, over and sometimes we can catch it. Right. Right. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. 
So interesting. Um, so I have one more uh, creepy catch-up. All right. And this kind of leads into a little bit of spooky news. Cool. So we'll wrap that up, and then we'll jump right into spooky news. Sounds good. All right. So uh, last night, I came home kind of late, uh, was out with some work friends, and uh, it's already dark. And um, now I do, for posterity's sake, I have to say I did have one beer uh, <gasps> while I was out with friends. I also did consume quite a bit of bread. Did you have... Uh did you have a Budweiser? No, I had a Guinness. Oh, okay. Okay, I was about to say because if it was Bud, you didn't really drink. So <laughs> if <laughs> no. you had a Guinness, yeah, no, you're, yeah, no, you had beer. That's my beer of choice. So, so you so. did have bread. You had Guinness, right? right. <laughs> but I did also consume bread. So you know, and I followed it up with like two glasses of water. So I don't, I don't feel like I was in, in any way, shape, or form <laughs> no. under the influence of alcohol. But I wanted to include that for our skeptics who mm-hmm. might be listening. So in the night sky. Uh, so f- where I live at, I can stand up on a clear night and see just so many stars in the sky. And it's mm-hmm. Dolly it's, Parton's up there, <laughs> John Malkovich, Brad Pitt, all yeah, the stars. Are the stars. Yep. That's the new constellations. That is. <laughs> yeah. Like 200 years from now, I'd be like, and what? what's your sign? Oh, I'm Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, yeah, there's a lot to say about that. So anyways, um, the uh, so I'm I'm standing up here watching the stars and I see like so traversing from like a, uh, I guess, southwest to northeast trajectory trajectory across the top of across the sky is four white lights like stars. I mean they weren't planes. They were really far up there. I mean right. far enough up there that they would look like stars. I see one and I'm thinking, okay, this might be the you know International Space Station. Right. But then evenly spaced behind it is three additional ones. Oh okay, so in a line. In a line, all traveling, all evenly evenly spaced. Hmm. Now they get to the top, like the arch, so directly above me, and I lose sight of them. And so I, I track their trajectory, and I don't ever see them come back down the other side of the arch. Mm. So I'm thinking, hey, I just had uh, you know potential UFO experience here. Mm-hmm. So now, spooky news. All right, so this actually goes back to an article that came out back in October, I think. Um, of 2019 and uh, Tesla is launching uh, at total when they get done 14,000 new satellites into space. Holy moly. And this is for their new lattice internet system. So no longer will you need to have a physical line run to your house. Instead, you'll just be able to get on the Tesla network and with satellites in space. Which is interesting because that's what Nikolai Tesla right. was his whole thing. Right. Interesting. So, um, Wow, I, that's cool. <laughs> so, so what I actually may have seen, because there's already several hundred in space, mm-hmm. and they're pretty much on the same kind of flight path around the Earth, but they're, I mean, when they're all up there, they'll all kind of interlock with, not interlock, like physically, but, yeah. you know, relationship and, and communication-wise with each other. And so no matter where you are on the planet, you can get internet service. I like that because, man, I lived out in the country for a minute, dude, and <laughs> it was like the stuff we had to do to get internet oh, was dumb. Well, and what's really um, interesting is I was reading through the article about it, amateur astronomers 
and photographers are really mad because now when you take a picture of the night sky, you're going to potentially have a bunch of stars that aren't really stars. They've been complaining about that for a while, though. With I know, satellites. but you, but you don't, you know. Right now, if I stand out of my backyard at night and watch the sky, I might see occasionally something that could be a satellite. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe this is all part of the plan, though. Like you got this, where it, if you see a UFO, you're like, oh, it's one of them Tesla satellites, right? And so it's yeah. part of that government conspiracy to cover it up. Or whatever conspiracy. I mean, there has been a lot of conspiracy out there that uh, Musk is part of a larger conspiracy, for sure. He's a reptilian, maybe. 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 (laughs) (laughs) He's a lizard man. (laughs) So, yeah. So, that's that's a little bit. And then I have one more spooky news story that I thought was really interesting. This this article came up yesterday. And this is from uh, Nerdist.com. I love Nerdist. Uh, So, this says, uh, biological robots built for the first time ever. I think I saw that. <clears throat> so this was, I mean, it was, I, mean, I follow them on Facebook and mm-hmm. it was posted on Facebook. I was like, oh, that's really cool. So it says, uh, prepare to have your brains blown to smithereens, everyone. Because scientists have created the first ever biological robots out of frog cells. Uh, and even though the little living machines are quite limited at this a uh, nascent stage of their development. There's still apparently enormous potential for what the awe-inspiring creatures may be able to do one day. So this is similar to, say, Data? Uh, or would he be not considered no, biological? he's not considered biological. What, what, what makes it biological, I wonder? Like, And then what makes it machine, right? It's composed of biological material. Data's not really composed of biological material. He is... Okay, okay, so then it's all biological. So is it a robot then if it's biological? So I think what defines a robot is can you program it to do something Mm. and it performs that task. Okay, okay. So uh, a a non-robot would have, or a robot would have, like, I guess, free will or or thought. Right. And so Data had, although he was programmed to be Data, he, he could... You know, evolve. Let's say right, to become right. more. Sure, sure. You know, that was, was his, that was his thing, right? He was constantly. He, he had AI. He, you know, he was very endeavoring to become more. Okay. So yeah, so it's so I, I would say this is probably closer related to maybe the Borg. Okay, but even then, that's even then, cyborg. That's right? cyborg, right? So that's yeah, a little bit of hardware too. and a little bit of biological too. So I okay, but yeah. So the uh, says here that. Um, the newly published study in the journal uh, The Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, which comes via The Guardian, scientists from Tufts University and the University of Vermont outline how they were able to develop a method that designs completely biological machines from the ground up. The team of scientists that authored the paper, including Sam Kriegman, uh, note an expensive array of disparate tasks the living machines may be able to take on, including the delivery of drugs inside the human body, eliminating the tradition, or excuse me, eliminating the radiation from affected environments, and even exploring the limits of biological life's capabilities. Hmm. So that last little line, exploring the limits of biological life's capabilities, that's enhancements. That's basically what okay. that says. I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's like the, uh, what's the uh, Aeon Flux? Oh yeah. Well, you know what I was thinking because uh, I've been watching Star Trek Enterprise again. I, 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 
It's my last show left to watch. I, I watched all of them, the original Star Trek, Star Trek Next Generation, yep. blah, blah. I had never watched Enterprise, and so I got to the last season, right? And I'm like, I need a break because I don't want to be done. So I recently, after like three, four months, finally picked it back up. And uh, the episode I think I was talking to you about that has the Orion slave traders right. on there also had some augments on there, you know, the same people as Khan. Right. And so that kind of makes me think about that yeah, too. Khan, yeah. yeah, like the whole, the whole uh, augment people and mm -hmm. how they were used. And, and yeah. It, yeah, that, you know, they want to say that they're evolved, but they're not because they were made, made that, that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then, you, you know, for anybody who doesn't remember or doesn't know, Julian, it's found that in D Space Nine, yeah. Julian Bashir is, is yep. pretty much an He's augment. He's an augment too. So, yep. yeah. Woo! Yeah. Um, well, I have some spooky news too. Okay, that's actually spooky. Sorry, um, no, that's okay. Mine's science more dirty. is <laughs> totally okay. I mean, we definitely hit that there because we're finding science fiction become science fact. Right. Um, but let's get a little kooky spooky, okay? Because right. here on Coast to Coast, uh, I find an article that reads: "Possessed man drives car into church." Well, it was a drive-through exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> so this says that a Spanish man who believed that he was possessed by a demon drove his car into a church to escape the dark forces. The bizarre incident reportedly occurred early Wednesday morning. Uh, this was uh, reported on January 9th. This uh, occurred early Wednesday morning at the San Juan Evangelista Church in the city of Sonseca. According to local police, the unnamed man was initially spotted ramming his Jeep into the front entrance of the building, which drew concern from onlookers. However, when bystanders asked if he needed help, the man simply dismissed the Good Samaritans and resumed smashing into the doors <laughs> until they could finally burst open. He then proceeded to drive his Jeep all the way down the center aisle of the church, damaging several benches along the way. The vehicle ultimately came to rest right in front of the altars, which is where the man was found when authorities arrived. When questioned as to the motivation for brazen break-in, the distressed man told police that he was possessed by the devil and that the only place to find refuge from his demons was at the altar of the church. Unfortunately, he apparently did not explain why he didn't just walk into the building in search of spiritual right. aid. The man was subsequently taken to a nearby hospital to treat injuries that he suffered during the proverbial drive-through exorcism attempt <laughs> and to be tested for drugs and alcohol, which may wind up being revealed as the true cause of his perceived possession. <laughs> so I wonder if he tests negative for drugs and alcohol, I wonder if the church will just kind of forgive his... But, Transgression. They better. That's what they do. Yeah. That's what they do. <laughs> I mean, at least he had enough thought in his brain. Like, well, I need to go get this taken care of, you know, so. Right. Now, I'm, I could go to White Castle, but instead I'm going to go to the church. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Good luck, sir. And uh, yeah. good luck to the church. Uh, but, yeah, that is this week's spooky news. All right, Josh, we're here. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the Culbertson Mansion in New Albany, Indiana. Uh, before we get into that, we actually got to slightly mention this as we were on uh, Louisville's daytime talk show, Great Day Live, yep. this past week. And we got to talk about Culbertson Mansion a little bit. And so we wanted to just go ahead and make a shout out to Angie Fenton and Bryce and all yep. those guys at Great Day Live, WHAS 11, for having yeah, us on. It's always fun to be there. Um, and it was, <laughs> it was really fun. You know, I got to pet a baby kangaroo which yes awesome. i did too it was so awesome it was like it was almost like kind of like petting a rabbit like a really 
big, big rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this was a baby kangaroo. Right. I mean, this thing was the smaller than a wallaby. And uh, he said that the, the kangaroo's father was six foot one and weighed 225 pounds. He plays for the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... But, yeah, so that was really cool. But, yeah, big thank you to them, and uh, this is great. So we wanted to talk about Culbertson. So what do we got here? Yeah, so Culbertson Mansion um, is a, a state historic site in New Albany, Indiana. Um, it's kind of, like, pretty close to the Ohio River, um, and it was built in 1867. No one was alive then. <laughs> by a, uh, a gentleman named William Culbertson, who was... That is, let me just tell you how uh, crazy, what a coincidence, that the guy that built <laughs> Culbertson Mansion also shared the name. It's right. like Luke Gehrig. How did right. he get Luke Gehrig's disease? Like, ah. Uh, yeah, no. It's, it's like, how do they know <laughs> where to put the deer crossing signs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, it's like they know where their migration patterns are. Yeah. You, you know, uh, my friend Santosh has always said he wanted to create a, a sign that said purple, and then it had an X on it, so that because the X for crossing, so that it was perplexing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That yep. needs to be a T-shirt. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, William Culbertson built it. He was once the richest man in Indiana. Uh, he built this house for a, a whopping one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Woo! You can look. Yo, I'm gonna look that up <laughs> to see what the uh, yeah, man. Because I mean, right now one hundred twenty thousand. I'm we're selling our house for less, so I'm like, oh man. <laughs> well, what's what's really funny, and I did I didn't uh, I didn't document this in, in you know what we're going through, but I found where it was sold um, to the. Um, uh, what's the veterans of their, the veterans of foreign war? Yeah, there you go. Oh, the VFW. Uh, VFW. Or as my grandpa Bill used to say, <laughs> y'all want to go down to the VHW? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, not even joking. So it was sold to them for twenty thousand, twenty thousand dollars in like nineteen eighty something or sixty something. Yeah, it was. Uh, so that, that's quite a hit on the uh, overall value of the house, but. Uh, so this was the uh, second Empire-style mansion. Uh, it has 25 rooms, 20,000 square feet. And, like, think about that. That's a living house. Like, not, it's like, not, not, not alive. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like Amityville. It's right. alive is but what it's, you're saying. But it's, you know, it, it was a living dwelling, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, with 20,000 square feet, I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, I don't know if we're. I'm sure we're still building houses like that, but I would expect yeah, to find like I, oh, California or the Northeast or something. The house I'm selling is in Indiana. It's in Clarksville, right next to New Albany. And so on my way home every day, like I pass it. I pass the Culbertson yeah. Mansion all the time, and uh, it's it's hits a whopper doodle. Forced to be reckoned with. Tis tis so, forced to be reckoned with. So yeah, it was actually completed in 1869, and it was designed by a local architect, James T. Baines. That's that's an awesome. Uh, it's not Baines, but it's still close. James DeBaines. James DeBaines. Um, and so yeah, it features uh, a three-story edifice. Uh, included hand-painted ceilings and walls, frescoed ceilings, carved rosewood grain staircase, marble fireplaces, wallpaper of fabric quality, and crystal chandeliers. The original tin roof, uh, hot cat on tin roof, rusted, was imported from Scotland. Uh, the displays within the mansion feature the Culbertson family and the restoration of the building. 
the rooms on the tour are the formal parlors, dining rooms, bedrooms, kitchen, and laundry room. Wow. Well, let me tell you this. The inflation calculator has spoken. Okay. Uh, in today's money, $120,000 would be the same as $2.3 million. Wow. So that's, that's a, a crazy yeah. amount of money back then. Right. <clears throat> that was, yeah, that was, that was insane. <clears throat> well, and it says here that, like, in its heyday, there was a railroad that ran behind the house, mm-hmm. which uh, Culbertson had, he owned the land that it yep. was ran on, and so he sold that to the railroad. All that money back then was right. in, was in the yeah. rail. <laughs> Every bit of it. So he had he had a railroad behind his house and a streetcar in front of his house. Was that streetcar named Desire? Uh, it might not have been. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, it, really interesting here, I was... I was this anecdotal information, but uh, the there's a, a Titanic um, like museum type thing in Gatlinburg. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And um, <clears throat> I went, went a couple years ago and I went through and did that, and they they take you into like this reproduction of the grand staircase that was on the Titanic, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, you know, look down at your feet. Do you know what you're standing on? And everybody looks down and they're like, oh, it's marble or it's or it's uh, granite or whatever. It was linoleum. When the Titanic was built, linoleum that was the big was thing. the big thing. Isn't that crazy? How something that was so expensive at one point right becomes so super cheap, and it's like <laughs> the the cheap. I mean, technology is that way. Right. I mean, you think about it. Well, it just when you when you go and buy a new house and you say, okay, what kind of floor is this? And they say linoleum. You're like, okay, well, can we knock five thousand off the price? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is that going to happen to me? <laughs> Not if you paint it. <laughs> so yeah, so okay, let's get into a little bit of spook, a spookiness of the uh, Culbertson. Yeah, region. so this is known haunt. I mean, like yeah. even Angie Fenton was talking about how she they did a right. story on Culbertson Mansion years ago. I know they do a haunted house as well as haunted tours. Uh, now, when I went to the haunted house back in the day, it was actually in their carriage house, and it was one of those haunts, not on, right. like, this is haunted. Right. Um, but I, I know a lot of the stories came from, you know, the, the alleged hauntings right. at the, the mansion. The actual living space. Yeah, and things like that. Louisville Ghost Hunter Society is also one that went, our good buddy Keith Gage. Yep. And uh, this actually, this so this next little bit of information comes from the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society uh, website. Awesome. So it says... Um, in 19, or excuse me, it's 1976 when the state of Indiana accepted the mansion from the historic New Albany to be maintained as a state historic site. Staff members are only allowed to tell the ghost stories during October for Halloween events. So if you rent a, the venue, mm-hmm. they can't tell you any ghost stories. Really? I wonder why that is. Maybe to if they're afraid it'll downplay the maybe downplay the or historic nature of the yeah that's property. possible or people won't want to come people don't want it. something hokey yeah right yeah it's i guess that's true i mean it, we are lovers of paranormal right. so of course we think we're a majority but when in actuality we're the minority right. so i mean if you're trying to rent the space for a wedding you don't want everything that you google to come back with the you know the <laughs> parlor room is haunted yeah you know <laughs> many people were alleged to have died here right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know you don't see people lining up to do weddings at uh, yeah because it is not cheap yeah to uh get there you know even uh angie fenton was talking about she did her wedding pictures there um they did one of those day before shoots and they did it uh on the staircase and stuff she said she couldn't even get up the stairs because a she had already been there reporting on it so she already knew but she said she just got the heebie-jeebies yeah. 
getting close to the second floor. You know what? Uh, for all those people who are like us who love the paranormal, um, they should they should do weddings at Waverly Hills. Yeah, I think you know there's people that already have. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, oh, yeah, man. That's true. So um, it basically says, uh, you know, the general consensus is that the source of most of the paranormal activity is Cornelia. Uh, the second of William Copeland's three wives. My man. And this is actually who he built the mansion for uh, as a wedding gift. Okay. That's a pretty uh, nice wedding yeah. gift. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the other two wives were like, oh, yeah. uh-uh. Right. All or they probably all died of diphtheria. I don't know. Yeah, they, <laughs> there's, well, you know. It's like Oregon Trail. <laughs> Oregon Trail. A new Albany Trail. Yeah. <laughs> Culbertson Mansion is the new Apple II game. <laughs> <laughs> you get to play as Cornelia. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Cornelia died in her second floor bedroom, uh, but her ghost seems to be concerned with the renovation and upkeep of her 25-room home. So it's like... Y'all need to wipe off that counter. You need to dust these windows. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of stuff. Well, so. I mean, you know that that sounds pretty cool because it sounds like uh, Mr. Colbertson was like, you know, I want you involved in every bit of this. This is right. your gift, and right. so she probably had a hand in designing and and all of that stuff. Which you know, for a woman at that time, she probably wasn't officially allowed to do things like that. You right. Know? So well, and she <clears throat> she likely had a big hand in how it was decorated Absolutely. and all that kind of stuff. And so if they've come in and moved furniture around and everything, she could be uh, pretty ticked off. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the um, visitors and staff members, including the historic historic interpreter creator. Uh, Jolyn Bai, uh, have caught glimpses of her dressed in period attire on the second and third floors. Mm. So this gets back to, you know, Angie was talking about she couldn't go up to the second, second floor. floor yeah. yeah, She kept feeling like someone was there. Yep. So Bai says a parapsychologist associated with the University of Louisville, which I would love to know if they're still there, because that'd be awesome to have Yeah, for show. real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, visited the mansion in uh, September 1985. Uh, he suggested that the house had a spirit of its own and might be causing the disturbances itself because it was unhappy with its condition. Hmm. So this is where, you know, you we did that uh, listener story, I think it was last week or the week before, about the house that she saw burning. Yes, that was like two weeks ago, yeah. I think. And, um, and it was, you know, we, we talked about did the house, was the house itself a residual right. haunt? right. And so, you know, could the house actually be its own spirit? There's also um, theories, too. I know we they had told us this at Whisper's Estate, that there was a spirit that showed up that was, in fact, like, lording over all the other ghosts that were in the house. Like, it was some sort of shadow creature or demon that was essentially possessing spirits that were already in the house and forcing them to do things. So well, that, that, re- uh, that was really interesting. Well, that reminds me of the Smurl family haunting. Yes, yes, that same, right? same idea. So that was yeah. like the demon came in, used the existing spirits to do its bidding. Yeah, so, so, that, yeah. It, that, it, so that it would, you know, you would see something human-like. Right? right, exactly. I don't know. Interesting. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to hurt you, but I'm going to be courteous so that you don't see my true form. Right. Because <laughs> well, I don't want to make you have nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it says here that uh, uh, he also warned the staff about the strong negative energy he senses were picking up around the third floor punishment room which is a four-foot square cubicle of lattice work where the strict Culbertsons locked their children when they misbehaved. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm sure this all got... Yay! 
Let's just, I'm, if we can ever do an investigation here, I would like to do an Estes session in that room. Yes, well, apparently we might not be able to except for in October, so. Yeah, well. Still, I would love to do Dude, that. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. Man, I hate that because I'm still thinking back to the Whispers Estates getting sold because, man, they have this this closet that just scared me. It was one of the kids' closets, and yeah. I felt more activity in that closet than anywhere else. What's well, like my, you know, I talked about my grandmother's house, the house that was the farmhouse that I pretty much grew up in. Um, in the room that I slept in when I was older, there was a mural painted of the boy mm-hmm. who had lived in that room and, and died yeah. in that room. And so that was always really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had to pretty much keep it covered up. Like I couldn't not have the mural covered up when I was in the room. <laughs> Dude, when I was a kid, so my best friend growing up was a girl named Nikki and, uh, we, she had a spare bedroom, and that's where I usually slept. Well, the spare bedroom was also her playroom, right? And but, anyways, her house was haunted as a mofo. I mean, her mom used to tell us all these stories of like of her mom, like so Nikki's grandmother coming, yep. and and oddly enough, I mean, like her dad died while we were kids, and then Nikki passed away when I was like 20, 21, mm-hmm. right? And the only child, so I mean, but I mean, yeah, that house was always haunted. And um, they had decided to redo their uh, front porch. And Nikki and I had always felt like the room underneath the porch was the most active. Yeah. And um, after that point, things got crazy. I mean, stuff would just fall over and stuff like that. Wow. And this is where it's silly, but it's like I would sleep in that room and she was in love with Kevin Costner from Robin Hood. So she had like (laughs) all these posters of Robin Hood stuff. Exactly. She had Robin Hood (laughs) posters everywhere. But there was this one, it was just his head. And I was like, I swear, I kept seeing him watch me, and I could see his eyes move and stuff like that. Like it's like uh, Vigo from yes, Ghostbusters exactly. Two with just a floating head. It's exactly <laughs> what it was like, but it was Kevin Costner. Yeah. <clears throat> so the uh, the staff continues to be plagued by incidents they cannot explain. So they did, you know, somebody did tell us that they have a file going back to like 1977. Yeah. Of just all the crazy stuff that they've documented along the way uh I, you know we we've got to if you're it, listening please yes. give us access right. we, let us know you can give us an e- email right. fearscape podcast at gmail.com we will continuously be reaching out to you so. yep yep we really want to see just a little glimpse of some of the stuff that's in that file so some visitors have felt an invisible presence behind them uh and some have been touched by unseen hands uh, touched by an angel. <clears throat> I have personally heard thumps in empty rooms. This is again written by the uh, LGHS individual. Witnessed furniture that have been overturned in locked rooms and felt the energy of a presence I couldn't see. Shoot. And he even said, like, he was talking about a heavy harp that they have yeah. in the formal room, like that keeps turning itself around. This large spinning wheel keeps being rotated on its own. Footsteps are being heard. I mean, there is so much. This is just this one guy's account, but they're very similar to some of the ones that we found. Right, exactly. And so, yes, yeah, so let's actually jump into uh, some of the stories that we got. Yeah, so we reached out to our listeners, um, and we got two stories from people. Um, and the first one comes from Shannon Sedell. I apologize if I'm not saying that correctly, but she said this. So my stepdad and mom got married in Culbertson before they stopped doing weddings there. My sister and I were the only ones upstairs changing for the wedding. There were no windows open, 
no breezes. There was a large closet door on the other side of the room with just us in it. And it literally slammed shut while we were both in there. It gives me chills even to this day just thinking about it. But boy, we ran down those steps so quickly. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> I've actually been in, been in rooms where it's... Uh, you can't explain why doors close or why they sag open or oh yeah when we were at whispers estate listen to our whispers estate episode we had a door that just went open and then slammed against the wall like opened slammed against the wall it was crazy and we talked to the lady there and she's like that's a new one <laughs> but i mean we heard it latch like unlatch and open right it was nuts dude see i, w- I mean I, w- I wonder if um you know if if par- paranormal type activity like that is different for different experiencers sure absolutely like, it, like it's tweaked almost for the person i would absolutely say yes yeah. because certain people have uh in my opinion an ability to sense things more differently brad kept seeing his dad who passed away when he was younger he kept seeing his dad in things right yeah. like that that was an image for him and a feeling that he kept feeling um and almost taunting him with right yeah. Uh, I got scratched. No one else got any physical anything happened to them. But I got scratched on both sides of my neck. Um, just different things for everybody, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I absolutely believe that. So this next story comes to us from Jason Harper. My wife and I were on a night tour once a few years ago and smelled flowers in the children's room on the third floor. As soon as the tour guide came in behind us, the smell dissipated. So smells is one. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, we'd read about cigar smoke. smoke yep, cigar smoke. Um, yeah, flowers, rose, rose smell. Yeah, so I mean, it's, um, there's, so bottom line is there's quite a bit uh, going on at Culbertson Mansion. Um, and again, I would love to take a peek at that file, but uh, we're going to have to see if we can get in there sometime. Uh, maybe we can you know butter somebody up or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you're listening we will we're very very interested we take the stuff very seriously we do and and we're we'll we'll keep up with it um but we're you know can people go on tours and and things like that if you actually if you if you google uh culbertson mansion um there's uh great information i'm sorry i did not pull the website but um i think it's maybe in indiana historical um, but yeah, if you Google Culbertson Mansion, and I think maybe uh, make uh, sure you look in the Indiana one because there is because uh, Culbertson Mansion comes up first. It's the bed and breakfast that's in Louisville, and that's not uh, the correct that's one. Not no, um, but there is the uh, IndianaMuseum.org/slash/Culbertson. That one is the Culbertson Mansion State Historic Site. Yep. That's the actual. They do they do tours. Um, like I said, they do have event space for for rent. Uh, we actually, uh, my high school uh, 20-year reunion was at the Carriage House, which is behind. Which is mansion. where I went to the yep. Haunted House, so, so that's pretty cool. Uh, they do do the Haunted House every year at Halloween. Yes, so. they do. I uh, know it's, you know, not only is there the spooky stuff, but you can also tour the mansion, you know, for the regular stuff. There's right. like lavish Victorian lifestyle that is is apparent, which is all through this area. I mean, right. Louisville, I mean, southern yep. Indiana, I love this area. 
Um, there's inlaid woodwork, hand painted panels, the vast gold leaf ceilings. All these are works of art. Right. Um, as you view the grand parlors, the dining room, the bedroom, the kitchen, the laundry room, the realism of the period that it existed in might cause you to expect some of the Culbertsons to join you on the tour. <laughs> <laughs> and so listen to your senses and be on guard because maybe one of them actually will. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, make sure to go. Uh, check out Colbertson Mansion. Um, let them know that the boys from Fearscape sent you. And, um, you know, you could take tours there. You can just go right outside the front and take pictures. Yeah. Uh, all I mean, that the, stuff. the architecture is is so beautiful and so amazing. And, and, and even the architecture or the I guess the, the fit and finish on the inside is just also beautiful. Yeah, it looks like uh, for adults it's $11, though if you're a member of the Indiana State Museum and Historical Sites, you get in for free, of course. Um, uh, seniors are 9 youth are 6 bucks. totally worth it. Like I said, make a day of it. Go down to Old Louisville, check out the uh, Culbert's and uh, the Conrad, whatever it is, Caldwell, Col- Colbert, Col- there's a lot of C's yeah. here. <laughs> Conrad Caldwell House, uh, yeah. you can see that, the Pink Palace, there's all sorts of really cool stuff to see yep. uh, in this is Kentucky Anna. And it's um, uh, the, oh man, I totally lost my train of thought what I was going to say. Culbertson had railroads. <laughs> yeah, well, I also had a, a streetcar. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> no, but um, the, yeah, I'm not going to get it back. It's gone. That's okay. Maybe you'll think of it after the <laughs> yeah. fact. So, because I want to move right into um, our listener story. Because uh, we've got Wanda Kenley's back, so she sent us two stories. Yep. Uh, so last week's long story was just incredible, and then later on she realized she had another story. And so we have another one, and as just a reminder, uh, those of you... <coughs> Sorry. Those of you that are listening, uh, you can send in your own personal listener stories to us. You can send those to fearscapepodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet those to us uh, in a direct message or any of those things. Uh, you can type them up, or you can even record yourself. We would love to have your recorded voice on here. And we now have also the option, if you go to our website, fearscapepodcast.com, there's a comment section at the bottom, mm-hmm. and that'll drop to us as well. Yeah, so you can even put it right in there. Just share your story. I mean, yep. you saw Jason's story from Culbertson was literally a sentence and right. a half, so they don't have to be long. We love them. Um, we could even, you know, maybe a day we have two or three short ones back yep. to back, right? So, But this one comes from Wanda Kenley from uh, from Haunted History of Kentucky. Uh, This is a cool story, so I'm going to go ahead and read that here. In 1993, shortly after my daddy died, I had what I believed to be a visit. My husband and I had been fussing, and I had a few other things going on. I ended up on the sofa for the night. I was crying because I was so upset. I was facing the back of the sofa with my back to the television, just crying out. And then, all of a sudden, I felt these loving arms around me. I realized that I had probably awakened my daughter and she had come to console me. And so I raised myself to turn to her and just let her know that everything was all right. But no one was there. And I'll tell you what, I think it was my daddy. Well, I know I like like I said at the beginning. I mean, my feeling of my grandfather being here is, is very comforting to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see where that would be very comforting to Absolutely. her. Absolutely, and I, I know my question is: is was at the same house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that house that she lived in before. I don't know. Not that that 
mattered. I mean, though, I do think that certain areas are kind of like a portal, so to speak. Well, I mean, an energy spot. I've I've lived uh, four different places since my grandfather died, Mm -hmm. and so I mean, I don't think it necessarily matters what house I'm in. Yeah, maybe not where I am. Absolutely. So, Uh, but thank you, Wanda. Yeah, thank you Um, for that story. I I really liked that. That you know, we we get a lot of scary stories and scary things happening, much like your last story. But you know, it's nice to remind that you know there are many spirits out there that right. don't intend harm. Right. Not every ghost is evil. Not every spirit wants to cause you harm. Some are they're just there because they're curious. Some are just there because they miss you. Yep. Some are just there because they're protecting the place they lived. Right. You know, and they're just there. Yeah. So who knows? You know, some are there to protect the loved ones. That they, yeah, you know, absolutely. So, yeah. I don't know. Did you did you remember what you were thinking of? Yeah, so I was going to say that the Culbertson is uh, the, the ticket price goes towards their uh, restoration. Oh, fees. that's even cooler. So, and they're actually doing, so one of the things that they're doing is they're trying to do a restoration and not a renovation. So the, yes. the difference is a renovation, you might come in and put brand new, yeah. you know, low E windows in. A restoration is trying to make it like it was when right. it was constructed. Exactly, so which costs a lot more. A lot of money. A lot more. Especially because you have to it's 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 the creation of those old uh, items like wood and windows mm-hmm. and things, but to current code. Right. And so it's it's really it's it's really expensive to do that. Well, it's really interesting because a lot of historical homes and and jewelers and things like that are having trouble restoring things made of ivory because ivory is illegal now. You yeah. know, and it's like it's this crazy thing because they're in this loophole or not a loophole but a catch twenty two yep. because they can only do things in a historic home that fits that historic standard. Right. Yet they can't do it because it's illegal, you know, so right. it's like, it's crazy. I mean, and please, dear gods, don't go out there and get ivory, guys. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We do not agree with it. I was just using it yeah, as, as an, an example. example. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's a really good example of um, when it's this. And there are companies out there that specialize in mm-hmm. restoration materials, right? They, they, mm-hmm. That's what they do. But you're right. I mean, there's, there's cases where you just can't find it anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get out of here, but, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in as usual. Um, make sure to check out our website, fearscapepodcast.com. Uh, you guys will notice we're looking to slowly start to build a store. Some of you have asked if we've got merchandise and so we're working on putting together some shirts and some things like that. If you want to wear us, that yeah. sounds like your skin. <laughs> oh, wear my skin suit. Yeah. My skinwalker. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but that's out there. Uh, we hope you guys like the new logo and all the different things we've been working on and, uh, trying to make this just an even better podcast yep. for you guys. So, uh, yeah, please make sure to rate and review wherever you listen, whether that's on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, all of them. Anchor, if you just go to Anchor. Yeah, just go to, to Anchor. Anchor. We love us some Anchor, obviously. Right. Uh, but, yeah, all that stuff. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, you know, find us on our social media, Fearscape Pod. Um, that's Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Instagram. Yep. You know, find us on there. Hit us up. You know, let us know just what you thought about stuff. We love to hear back from you guys. Like to get so. some feedback. That's right. That's right. So other than that, we're going to get out of here. Uh, we're looking forward to next week. We don't like telling you ahead of time because it's a surprise. <laughs> but, yeah, I hope you guys will enjoy next week. Uh, and on that, my name has been Stefan, and I will catch you on the flip side. This has been Josh. The truth is out there. And remember, folks, hold those blankets extra tight. Good night, everybody. Good night. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that horrifying discussion. I hope they didn't frighten you.
too much. <laughs> Tune in next week for even more research into the nightmarish and haunting creeps and spooks that we tell ourselves don't exist, but we know they do. Make sure you have your blankets that you hold them extra tight. Next time on Fearscape. Ha 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 ha